Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. A Wednesday morning here at the Shank of the Day. Bob and Jill up with you to do the chores this morning as uh, we get uh, closer and closer to a farm show. Haven't had any yet this spring, this winter. Normally, remember years ago, we had, well, it wasn't too many years ago, we had the Lacrosse Farm Show, Rice Lake, Marshfield. None of those are happening anymore, but there will be an Eau Claire Farm Show. Jill, what's the date of the farm show here in Eau Claire out at Menard's uh, Convention Center? March 7th and 8th. All right. Uh, Bill and Sally Henry will be putting that on as always. It's going to be a good one. And uh, like those farm shows, a chance where, you know, you go to meetings and you get a chance to say hi to folks, but you'll get a chance to talk to them. So at the farm shows, we get a chance to talk and visit. There'll be a silent auction. We'll have our Aggie Awards, present awards to uh, a couple of folks that have been instrumental in uh, agriculture in the Chippewa Valley. We'll do that as well. So a busy, busy two days, March 7th and 8th. Put it on your calendar. We want to see you there because it's always a lot of fun to go to the farm shows. All right, some of the things we've got going on besides the farm show. Well, they're getting started, at least talking about getting started anyway with a farm bill. We would need a new farm bill by the end of this year. Are the uh, Chinese going to be allowed to buy land in North Dakota near Air Force Base? We'll wait and see. Organic dairy farmers getting uh, some much-needed funds. We'll also uh, hear from uh, Jordan Lamb, and Jordan is with the... uh, the Welch Group down in Madison. She's been working with agriculture, advocating for many agricultural groups, corn and soy and different organizations before the state legislature for many, many years. And she was at the Corn Soy Expo last week, and we'll talk to her about the issues in agriculture that are going to be happening on the floor of the Wisconsin legislature, which is in session right now. So We'll get that update later on. And uh, what else we got going on? We've got, uh, eventually, we'll hear from uh, more state FFA officers that you talked to down at the alumni convention, right? Yep. I uh, went through some of my other audio, and 
We talked about what they've done in the fall and kind of what they're bringing back from visiting their chapters. All right, and uh, that's getting good, getting uh, well on their way for their year. Also, the FFA alumni. What's the status of the FFA alumni in Wisconsin? So, uh, lots of things to talk about as we go along this morning. Plus, we'll have markets. It's a busy day weather-wise. Not too bad, but if you're down south, Toma warns places like that to look out tomorrow. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, today, partly cloudy, 43, more melting. Thank God for that, because these roads are horrible in Eau Claire. we got to get some of this ice melted off. It is bad, bad, bad. Not the main roads, of course, but, boy, the side Not even the side roads. Some of the... That's uh, just not, not a good situation. So hopefully get get uh, cleaned off a little bit more today but 43 to high 35 tomorrow under cloudy skies friday it'll cool off it'll probably be only about 25 and then sunny on saturday and 38 38 also on sunday but uh, the big story is down in the southern parts of the listening area warrens toma down south of that thursday into friday looking for some snow about uh, where i-90 comes in down that way and point south could be five to seven inches of snow so if you're down that way put gas in the snow blower or make sure the neighbors got the plow tuck ready to go because it's gonna get white from about uh toma warrens south of that five to seven inches 23 degrees looking for 43 for the high today it's five o'clock a minute after actually this is 104.5 fm waxx so claire here's some news NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden is confident in the U.S.'s ability to compete with China. Today, we're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world. Biden said during his State of the Union address, he's committed to work with China, where it advances American interests, but warned he'll act to protect U.S. sovereignty if necessary, alluding to his decision to shoot down a suspected Chinese spy balloon last week. LeBron James is now the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Mark Mayfield has more. The Lakers star overtook Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the top spot during Tuesday's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder in Los Angeles. Abdul-Jabbar posted more than 38,000 career points and previously held the record for nearly 40 years. James is in his 20th NBA season, and his resume includes four championships, four regular season MVP awards, and 19 All-Star appearances. Earlier this season, he moved into fourth place in the league's all-time assists list. A federal judge is rejecting a proposal to modify the bail conditions for Sam Bankman-Fried. Lisa Taylor reports. U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan didn't provide a reason for the denial and said a hearing remains scheduled for the disgraced crypto king on February 9th. The 30-year-old has been out on a quarter-billion-dollar bond since pleading not guilty to looting billions from the now-bankrupt FTX. The denial comes despite an agreement between Bankman-Fried and prosecutors to address potential witness tampering concerns. Many employees at Delta Airlines are getting another raise. This time, it's worth 5%. A previous 4% pay raise was implemented last May. CEO Ed Bastian said this is truly a remarkable achievement, given how much money the airline lost during the pandemic. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
Once again, the weather's going to be pretty quiet until later on tomorrow, on Thursday into Friday. There's going to be snow, but that's going to be to the south in our southern parts of our listening areas. You get down towards old Warren's, where I-90, 94 come together down that way from there south. Could be five to seven inches before it's all over on Friday. Otherwise, north of that, probably not much. Maybe just a flurry, an inch around Nielsville, but otherwise pretty quiet. 43 today, partly cloudy, 23 overnight tonight, 35 tomorrow, 25 on Friday. Saturday should be a beautiful day, 38 and sunny, partly cloudy on Sunday, and again, 38, 37 on Monday, so these very nice February conditions do continue. Right now, it's 17 in Rice Lake, 20 in Medford, 21 in Marshfield, Wausau, 24, La Crosse, 28, Green Bay, 27, is 23 in the Madison area, 28 in Milwaukee, and right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, we're looking at 23 degrees, and we'll warm up about 20 before it's all over. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to those markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Uh, seven minutes after five o'clock, if you want to check your timepiece, your your phone or your watch or whatever you got for telling time, what's the livestock look like? Choice fed beef steers are 147 to 157 with mixed at 130 to 145. Choice fed beef heifers are 147 to 161 with mixed at 91 to 145. Choice fed Holstein steers are 133 to 143 with select and silage fed steers 103 to 132. Cows are 67 to 110. Bulls are 70 to 106. Butcher hogs are 73 to 93 with sows at 37 to 44. Boars are 10 to 22. There's no quote on the shorn, shorn market lambs. Unshorn market lambs are 125 to 142 with a top of 148. Feeder lambs are 150 to 310. Ewes are 55 to 90. Small goats are 210 and down. Medium goats are 190 and down. Large goats are 135 to 330 with nanny goats at 55 to 290. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures, cattle prices lower, hogs were higher yesterday. February live cattle, 160.57, down 25. April, 163.60, down 87. June, 159.80, down 90. And August at 159.05, down 77. Feeder cattle for March, 187.20 at the close, down a half a dollar. April at 191.35, down 40. May at 194.80, down 72. August, 208.12, that's down 65. And September feeder cattle down 80 at 210.97. Lean hog carcass contracts. Again, hogs were higher. February finished at 75.37, up 32. April hogs at 83.27, up 55. May at 92.65, up 40. And June at $100.65. That was up a dime. Board of Trade a little lower yesterday before today's USDA report. The February World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates come out uh, about 11, 11.30 today. And uh, overnight, March corn up two cents at 6.76 after a down day yesterday. The oats down a fraction, 3.84. March wheat, 7 to 8 cents higher this morning at 7.57. March soybeans up a dime at 15.25 a bushel. Meal up four fifty a ton at four hundred eighty five dollars and ninety cents. Barrel cheese down a cent and a half, one fifty eight and a half. The blocks down a cent and a half, one eighty three and a half. Butter up a cent and a half at two thirty nine and a half. February class three seventeen seventy seven down seven. 
March down a nickel at 1741, April down seven at 1783, May up a penny at 1829, and June down a nickel at 1870, and then July through December, prices were unchanged. So that's the way the markets look this morning. Courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance, it's 10 minutes after 5. We've got 23 degrees, looking for 43 today for a high. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's Wednesday morning, and it's time for our ProVision Partners update. I've got a new voice, Pete Crollo. He's a certified animal scientist. Forge inoculant. Tell me what that's all about and how it relates back to our animals. A forage inoculant, it, it's viable cultures of lactic acid bacteria that, when used properly, stimulate the fermentation of forages to help farmers make higher quality silage to feed their livestock. So the benefits of using and investing in forage inoculants, well, those silage inoculants work by shifting silage fermentation in a direction that better preserves the crop. That happens when the lactic acid bacteria in the inoculant overwhelm the natural lactic acid bacteria on the crop. The forage inoculant lowers the pH, making the feed more acidic, which suppresses mold growth because of less aerobic activity, along with suppressing butyric acid. When you chop the corn silage, it's typically greener, doesn't have much smell to it, but you throw it in the silo, or you put it into a bag or bunker, or now we got these huge piles. And when we go into it in the middle of winter, a couple months after we've chopped it, that smell, that's the lowering of the pH. The pH starts that fermentation process, and it's more digestible for those cattle. And there's actually two types of silage inoculant. There's a homo-fermentative, and there's a hetero-fermentative. The homo-fermentative, what it does is it aids fermentation by producing lactic acid. This is the best choice to improve dry matter recovery and animal performance, and it's a really good fit for a lot of hay silages. So the other silage inoculant is heterofermentative. That aids fermentation by producing lactic and acetic acid. This consistently increases bunk life and aerobic stability. This is typically the time of year when the crop choice has been made for the field. So when looking at your crop yield, you should always look at the farm needs for your livestock. Need help doing that? Hey, just give us a call at ProVision Partners. That's what we on-farm techs will do for you, especially in the nutrition side. We, uh, we understand what a diet should look like and how much of each you need. And So ProVision Partners Co-op is available for your needs to ensure your sustainability and profitability today and tomorrow. And that's our ProVision Partners update on this Wednesday morning with Pete Crollo. He is certified animal scientist and taking care of our livestock. And I'm Jill Welke. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Quarter after five on a Wednesday morning at Wax. Again, snow in the future tomorrow and into Friday down south. Warren's Toma south of that, but uh, otherwise... Not much snow in the forecast around here. But we do have farm news. Farm Bill, Jill, what's the latest? The chair of the House Agriculture Committee, Pennsylvania Republican Congressman Glenn Thompson, said he would hold an organizational meeting for his committee tomorrow in Washington. 
He also said he's ready to start holding hearings soon on the new 2023 Farm Bill. Thompson says he is committed to passing a new Farm Bill by the end of this year. The current Farm Bill is set to run, run out at the end of September. Thompson said he will also continue to hold field hearings on the new bill across the country with the next of those hearings in California this coming week. Third District Wisconsin Congressman Derek Van Orden, a new member of the Ag Committee, told us last week that Thompson told him that he would also have one of those field hearings in western Wisconsin in the next month. And when the Chinese company Fufang USA bought a parcel of land in North Dakota last fall, they said they were planning to build a corn milling plant on the site. But the land is so close to a U.S. Air Force base near Grand Forks that the plan is meeting with a lot of opposition. With the recent downing of that suspected Chinese surveillance balloon, that deal will now likely be canceled in the interests of our national security, and many in Washington are taking a closer look at the rules on foreign investment on U.S. farmland. 7th District Wisconsin Congressman Tom Tiffany has joined more than 20 other members of the House to introduce the Trust in Science Act. Tiffany says the bill allows scientific recommendations of wildlife experts who say the gray wolf should be taken off the endangered species list. The bill also calls for the management of wolves to be handled by individual states and not by the federal government. It's estimated there are now over 6,000 gray wolves across the lower 48 states. And we'll see how much traction that gets. You know there's going to be a lot of opposition to that. But again, delisting of the gray wolf, it's uh, always an issue. Coming up at 18 minutes after 5 o'clock, and again, we want to remind you, farm shows coming up in Eau Claire, March 7th and 8th. Now, it's a month away, obviously, but get it on your calendar, because we want to see you there. We'll have a visit with you so we can uh, catch up. It's always fun to, to be at the farm shows March 7th and 8th at Menards, at the Menards Convention Center, out the uh, the Old Mill Center, out west of Eau Claire. So, uh, exit at 59 on the interstate, so... Make that uh, part of your calendar for March. And coming up, we're going to talk with uh, Jordan Lamb. Jordan is with the uh, Welch Group out of Madison. She's an attorney who advocates for agriculture at the state legislature, and the Assembly and the Senate are in session. So we'll hear about some of the issues that uh, she is working with the legislature on on behalf of agriculture. That's next, right here on WAX. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The state legislature is back in session near the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and agriculture will be a big part of this session. I'm Bob Bosel as we look at the current session with Jordan Lamb, an attorney with the Welch Group of Madison who advocates for many Wisconsin agricultural groups at the Capitol. At the recent Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, she was positive about how she expects farm and rural issues to be dealt with during the current session. I think it's going to be a good session for agriculture and for across commodity and industry sectors. The legislature is in session. They are busy. It's been wild in the Capitol. They're ready to work on the budget bill. And I hope they're focused on agriculture in this session. 
Now, the things that uh, in that budget bill that we hope they're focused on in agriculture, take us through some of the scenarios that they will have to deal with as far as agriculture and, and the things that... Uh, to make Wisconsin agriculture better. So for us, we always look at support for our farmer-led conservation programs. So we have a couple grant programs at DACAP that are important to develop um, conservation changes from the farm up. So producer-led watershed grants, nitrogen optimization grants, cover crop insurance premium rebates, those programs we're looking at again. On the transportation side, we would love to see a focus on local road and bridges improvements, particularly focused on critical agricultural routes. Transportation getting commodities in and out and off the farm is a focus in this economy as well. And this is an issue that's been going on for a long time. Roads and bridges in Wisconsin, they're not getting any better. Just drive on them. And, you know, we've got uh, all of a sudden weight restrictions. Now we've got to go 10 or 15 miles out of our way to go over a bridge. What is the feeling from what you talk to as far as the legislators are concerned? Are we ever going to get some progress and some dollars allocated to do that job? Yes, I think we will. I think that the focus is there. Um, there are more dollars in this budget than there have been in previous ones. And if we target them, I and mean, that's what we're looking at, targeting them to critical agricultural routes, really focusing the dollars to get improvements that are going to be most helpful to the agricultural economy. So as we uh, look at that, uh, is it going to be equal opportunity around the state, or are we going to get more priority in southern Wisconsin? I mean, folks in, in northern central Wisconsin kind of concerned that the, the dollars don't get very far north. Well, I hope that's not the case. We do ask the legislature to look at um, the state as a whole. Our, our, our supply chain for agriculture is the state as a whole. So we are going to try to make that a focus to make sure that those areas don't get lost for sure. Is there a dollar figure we're looking at as far as what we'd like to have allocated for roads and bridges? We're still working on that. All Not right. Yet. So how uh, long will we be working on the budget in this, uh, in this particular session? For sure for the first six months. So Governor Evers will deliver his budget address to the legislature on February 15th. The end of the fiscal year is June 30th. That's the ideal time frame for the governor and the legislature to work together, develop a bill, and get it back on his desk by the end of June. And as we look at uh, some other issues, farmland preservation has been along, I think, of Senator Harsdorf from, from Nielsville put this thing in. What's the latest on that? And are we going to get updates? Uh, what's the status? Agriculture is supporting updates to the Farmland Preservation Program. It is definitely a key tool to encourage um, conservation on farms, but the contracts need rev revising. The terms need revising. We do have a proposal that we worked on last session that we're bringing back this session, and we're hopeful we can get it done this time. What is that proposal? It is to change the contract terms and to change the contract amounts, just to update them for our current econo economics. And rural economic development, we talked about roads and bridges already, but uh, what else is involved here? Uh, more rural broadband, high-speed Internet? What, what all is encompassed in a rural development? Definitely broadband, that always comes up, and that's across industry sector. That, that's not just us. That's the rural economy as a whole. Um, for agriculture, we'd like to see some support for ag innovation um, and encouraging small businesses to grow in rural areas. So WDC has some good programs that support that, and we're looking at those again this session. And one of the uh, numbers every time we hear it, NR151, we say, oh, what's next? So give us an update on uh, what's going on with NR151, with DNR, DATCAP, uh, where are we at, what are we proposing? 
NR-151 is suspended, so for that rule to come back, DNR would have to issue a new scope statement, kind of start over. Um, DATCAP is working on conservation standards to implement the last changes to NR-151, so they do have a rule open to adopt the soil depth to bedrock standard in Wisconsin, and that will be worked on this spring. And a lot of other issues are talking about that uh, you discussed at the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, migrant worker transportation rule. What's that all about, and uh, what are your concerns with uh, how that might come out in Wisconsin? So it seems like a small thing, but we learned a couple of months ago that Wisconsin's interpretation of the insurance requirements imposed on transportation contractors that are moving workers from their housing to the field are different, more stringent than the federal government's. And that has a chilling effect on contractors wanting to come and work in Wisconsin. We need them. Um, So we're working with DWD to try to work that out, make sure our insurance requirements are not more stringent than the federal government, so contractors that work with laborers all over the country will bring them to work in Wisconsin. How did this get to be that our rules are more stringent than federal rules? Because, uh, you know, when it comes to guest workers, the H-2A program nationally doesn't get any traction. Is it just lack of understanding? I think it's just a different interpretation than we've had before. So there's hope that we can straighten it out. And ag exports are very important, and the legislature is involved in this as well. Yes, the legislature signaled a strong support to increase ag exports last session when they adopted legislation to um, dedicate $5 million over the next five years to increase ag exports by 25% by June of 2026. So we're looking at, and they've just issued their first round of grants, and um, that is the, that is the future for Wisconsin to increase increase our exports, and we're really pleased to see the legislature and the Department of Agriculture share that goal with us. The legislature giving direction to DATCAP, or are they letting DATCAP kind of uh, feel their way and, and come up with the decisions for export increases in the future? How's it going to relationship going to work? I think it's working fine. They created a council. They directed the program, but then the council and the Department of Agriculture make the decisions on the grant recipients. But the program was created by the legislature and then funded, and DATCAP runs it. And, of course, uh, something that's become very popular in Wisconsin and other parts of the country, cover crops. And uh, that's another issue in the legislature. What's, what's the update on that? So the legislature, for the first time last session, adopted legislation to incentivize the planting of cover crops by creating a $5 per acre crop insurance premium rebate. Um, Cover crops are an important conservation measure, and $5 an acre doesn't seem like a lot, but it is enough to incentivize some people to start planting cover crops in the fall. We would love to see that program continued and funded again this session. You think that'll happen? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) You're an optimistic person. Jordan, also one other uh, number, Act 223. What's that? That is the farmer-led conservation bill that the legislature passed last session. It created the nitrogen optimization pilot program. This is another, we really are seeing environmental change come from the farm up, and it is great to see DATCAP and the legislature working together to encourage that. So similar to the producer-led watershed grant program, this puts money in the hands of farmers to work with UW system researchers to learn how to better optimize the use of nitrogen on farms. We just closed the first round of grant uh, grant applications for that program. It's a, it's a two-year program now, but we're hopeful to continue it and see more progress. And again, that's Jordan Lamb, an attorney with the Welch Group in Madison, and she advocates for agriculture for the corn growers, the soybean growers, and I don't know all the list of the, the farm groups that she advocates for, but she's been doing it for quite a while and does a, a great job, has a great relationship with uh, both sides of the aisle down there in Madison and, of course, uh, with the other 
advocates for agriculture for other organizations uh, in conservation and whatever, but uh, Jordan Lamb, uh, you want to know what's going on in the legislature, you talk to Jordan Lamb because she knows it. You want to find out what's going on in livestock trade, we're going to talk to Rocky Olson because he knows it. Rocky from Premier Livestock is next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get over to Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Talk to Rocky Olson over there. Is the, the lot starting to fill up? It is, yeah. Starting to get stuff rolling in. Lots of calls in. No, it looks like it's going to be a big one. So, All right. Going to have some spring tillage tools, planting equipment, tractors, the whole, the whole load, huh? You betcha. All right. And what date is that again? March... 24th. All right. We'll talk more about that as that gets closer. But we need to find out what's happening with the livestock trade so far this week. A couple of days of trading already. What's happened? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up. Uh, a really nice lineup. We sold 890 head of feeder cattle. Market was strong. Quality was excellent yesterday. Uh, most of the new crop beef calves uh, brought 155 to 220. Uh, Holstein's mostly 115 to 149. Full detail market report on our website uh, with representative sales. Uh, today, Wednesday, uh, 9.30 a.m., we have our hay auction. Very nice selection of hay and bedding and then we get underway with the dairy cattle auction at 11. We have three organic herds today. Uh, herd number one, we have 100 milking shorthorn cows and spring and heifers uh, certified organic, certified grass fed. Two other organic herds, Holsteins, Jerseys and Crosses, uh, plus a nice lineup of conventionals. We got a load of fresh uh, parlor freestall two-year-olds, uh, some very nice tie stall cows and some very nice spring and heifers. Uh, those uh, Pre-consigned conventionals will sell first before the organics. Uh, we'll go to the organics and sell all the organics out. Uh, like I said, full detailed list of consignments with pictures and market reports at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us anytime. 715-229-2500. Can't make the sale. Uh, we do do order buying on your behalf. We also have online bidding through Cattle USA. Uh, like I said, at the top, uh, big machinery auction, March 24th. Uh, give us a call to consign your items soon, your larger equipment. Uh, if we get it called here in uh, early February, we'll get you a discounted rate on your large equipment. So got a nice lineup. Got the early consignments already on the website. So uh, check that out. You want to get involved in some advertising. Uh, more ads go out this week. Uh, get your get your items in so they can get on the list. So that is the way it shaped up, Bob. So what other sales you got? You got to have horse sales coming up with the... Uh we do, and you always catch me on them horse sales. And I'm just trying to think that thing's coming up, and I I don't get it in my regular genre because Kenny handles that. I but, know he does. It. It's, he it's coming up soon. It's on the website, and I'm just drawing a blank, but I, I believe it's early March. Yeah, I was going to say March. spring horse sale, driving horses and riding horses and pulling horses. He gets a whole bunch of them in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's early March. I'm sure I just uh, the date's on the website. I'm just drawing All a right. blank. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, you take care, and we'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And uh, we've got weather coming up. We're going to catch up with Mike Dandrea this morning as we look at the weather. Around here, not too bad. I'm talking about around right around this Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. But uh, later on tomorrow, it looks like down Toma, Sparta, Warrens, Point South. Could get kind of white. We'll find out as we look at the weather on WAC. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get over to Skywarn 13 in the weather room. Mike Dandry is there, 5 to 7 inches, Mike? That is uh, possible towards the I-90 corridor, but not anywhere towards the Chippewa Valley or points north. All right, and that's going to, what, start tomorrow? It'll start through the overnight tonight, so today is going to be, yeah, today will be that taste of spring, but uh, widespread sunshine and getting into the low 40s. But, yeah, as you had mentioned, there is that uh, potential for snow, which is why we have those winter storm watches in effect for La Crosse, Monroe, and Vernon counties within our viewing area. But that extends mostly towards southwestern Wisconsin with some winter weather advisories in effect towards the southeastern and the eastern parts of the state stretching towards Green Bay all the way up towards Door County. But uh, tonight we'll have some increasing clouds, of course, and again, that chance at snow through the overnight further to the south. We may see a few flakes into the Chippewa Valley going into tomorrow afternoon, but otherwise mainly cloudy with highs into the mid-30s. And then our winds start to pick up out of the north going into tomorrow night, and that sets up a cooler Friday with a mostly sunny sky and highs into the mid-20s. So that brings us closer to our seasonal averages, but we bounce right back up this weekend Sunny on Saturday with a high in the mid-30s. A few more clouds start to stream in on Sunday and for Monday with highs into the upper 30s. And Tuesday, again, partly sunny, highs into the upper 30s, potentially making another run at 40 degrees. But right now, mainly clear and 21 degrees. So when you compare it to our seasonal averages, still a pretty mild start, wouldn't you say, Bob? Boy, I'll tell you, it's not. And you know what's also nice? Hmm. Sun this time of the year. You know, <laughs> yes. it can be 20 or 25 degrees, but if the sun's shining... Boy, it feels nice. It just makes a difference, even just to your mood in general, After, especially when you consider how cloudy January was. I know, because you're ornery most of the time, so it's nice <laughs> to have the sun out. Yes. <laughs> have a good one. You too, Bob. There he goes. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 this morning. As we look at the weather on wax, brought to you by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. We'll see if we can't catch up with Morgan here and get some of our other news coming up on wax. Again, 21 degrees right now. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to find out what's going on in some of the other news. Morgan McCarthy is with us. Good morning, Morgan. Hey, good morning, Bob. What's hey. a good word today? Well, you know, I was uh, having fun listening to you and Alex and a, and a caller the other day. Okay. Talking about, uh, you know, he Alex gave you words and what's the word before it? Oh, yeah. All right. So I'm going to see how I'm it's terrible at this game. <laughs> so I'm going right. to see, uh, well, Jill is here, too. So I'll let you both. I'm going to give you three words. Okay. And what's the word that goes before all three of these? Oh, yeah. All right. Should all right. be pretty easy. Uh, yeah. The famous last words. Path. Okay. Hide. Okay. And cow. Path. Oh, pie, I mean. Pie. I gave it away. <laughs> I'm, okay. not very, I'm not very good at this game either. <laughs> Cow. How yeah. about that? All right. Path, hide, and pie. Okay. I'm going to say cow. You're right. Cow path, cow hide. How did you hide? ever come up with that so fast? That was a miracle. That yeah, was. Yeah, just pure luck. Right. Pure luck. Pure luck. You well, know what, Bob? I like how you play the game better. Why don't you come do that during the morning show? That's why I don't play it. That's why Alex just got to have somebody smarter than the contestants. Doing it. I enjoy your hosting uh, ability, boy. quite honestly. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, man. But 
I'll try. We'll try it again tomorrow. I'll come up with something else and practice so okay. that I don't screw it up. All right. But, I'll uh, practice, but... too. I'll work on it over here. <laughs> What's going on? Well, away from the barn and into headlines, we start with updates in our area. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We start with an update from Milwaukee as it honors a slain police officer. We hear more with Mayor Cavalier Johnson from that part of our state. Peter Jerving is a name that we will remember in Milwaukee and a name that we will honor. The 37-year-old officer died Tuesday following an early morning exchange of gunfire with a robbery suspect. Police Chief Jeffrey Norman saying... That's the very definition, the very definition of bravery. That's what Officer Jerving represented. The suspect was also killed. Norman identified him as 19-year-old Terrell Thompson. As we look into other headlines, there's a change at the nameplate. Wisconsin's former DNR secretary is now part of Milwaukee's mayor's team. It was the city yesterday that said Preston Cole will take over at the Milwaukee Department of Administration. Cole recently left the DNR and will start after a vote from the city council. Cole has worked in Milwaukee before. He was the Department of Neighborhood Services Commissioner and before that worked in the Department of Public Works as Mayor Cavalier Johnson picked Cole himself. Well, maybe you watched part of the State of the Union yet last night, and the next stop will be wheels down for Air Force One. President Biden will be on the road pitching economic achievements and plans for the next couple of years, and that'll include a stop here in the Dairyland. Biden travels to Madison, Wisconsin today to make the case that his economic plan is creating good-paying jobs, union jobs. And as the White House put it in a release, delivering real results for the American people. And Thursday, he'll head to Tampa, Florida where he'll talk about his plan to protect and strengthen Social Security and Medicare and lower health care costs. I'm Trey Thomas. And there will be a new suit up on the sidelines. UW-Eau Claire has a new football coach. University yesterday introduced Rob Erickson as the new head coach, and he comes to our area from South Dakota State University, where he was part of the FCS championship team this past season. And away from the sidelines, we go back to the barn with Bob Bolsold, Joe Welke, and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax. One. 4.5. All right, here we go. These two words, which goes in front of them? Okay. Roar uh-huh. and pen. Lion. Right? No, Lion, no, roar, no. lion, pen? Nope. What? Bull. Bull. <laughs> You're full of it. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Well, that was the third word that I was going to try and use, but I thought I'd better not get that one on the air. I'd get in trouble. Uh-huh. Bull right. is actually the Bob Bolsold specialty. <laughs> I think it says it on your business cards, right? I think it does. Uh-huh. See you later. Yeah, you bet, Bob. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. And we're 19 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, 21 degrees. We'll get about 43 today. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, 21 degrees. We've got some calendar we're going to look at 18 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax. But in other news, smaller organic dairy farmers got an economic boost recently from the federal government by working now with the USDA as well as House Appropriations and Agriculture Committees. The industry is getting up to $100 million for the new Organic Dairy Marketing Assistance Program. That money will be used to help cover a portion of milk marketing costs this year for smaller organic dairy farms. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we're sneaking up on a quarter to six, but uh, we've got other things to do besides the markets first, and that includes looking at the calendar. Lots of things going on. Joe, give us a little update. Well, if you haven't done your nutrient management stuff for your soils, the Eau Claire County Conservation is going to have just three more, and one of them is today at the Ag and Resource Center from 1 to 4. So there's only two more after that if you don't have that done. 
There is a direct marketing info information series. It's the meat and other animal products. That's today down in Galesville at the Centerville Curling Club. Registration starts at 1245 and the meeting is from 1 till 3. And that's going to go into direct marketing meat and other animal products. And there's a deadline, application deadline for the Conservation Stewardship Program is Friday. And if you need more information for your Conservation Stewardship Program application, contact your NRCS program. The Farm First Workshop Series, there's a gathering on Friday, February 10th at the Holiday Inn and Convention Center in Stevens Point. I think somebody from Midwest Family in Madison is going to be heading over there. And there's the Winter Conference for Wisconsin Cattlemen and Cattlewomen Association. That is in DeForest Comfort Inn in Suites on Saturday, February 11th. Registration starts at 9 o'clock. And if you're hungry on Saturday, there's a spaghetti dinner at the Faith Lutheran Church in Durand. And it's raising funds for the Girl Scouts International Trip to London, Paris in 2025. Oh, wonderful. Good experience. Get the kids out and see the world. So uh, get to Duran and support that. All right, we've got markets uh, coming up on WAX. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 21 degrees out there here in Eau Claire at WAX 104.5. And it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and efforts $1.30 to $1.52. Choice dairy cross steers and efforts $1.30 to $1.50. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.42 to $1.49. We an extreme top of $1.53. Choice Holstein steers $1.29 to $1.41. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.28 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 78 to 92. We had a top of 93 and a half. 60% of the cows sold from 61 to 77. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 60 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1 to $1.20. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 99 and down. Cold bulls sold from 70 to 95. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $75 to $185 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $75 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $120 to $325 per head. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, February 17th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ten minutes to six. We've got uh, 21 degrees. We've got about 43 today. Yeah, it's only February 8th, and we're going to get 43 degrees. Let's get over to Stratford. It'll probably get about 70 in Stratford today as well as the weather they get over there. Morning, Jer. Good morning to you, Bobby. It'll be uh, above 70 in the house. <laughs> That's about right. But, uh, boy, this is not hard to take, 43 on the 8th day of February. Well, I'm just thinking, uh, are you going to change your mind about going to California? I mean, it's 43 in Wisconsin. Yeah, we're leaving, and it's going to be 25 on Friday, so I'll go out where it's in the 60s at least. So we'll we'll still make it. Friday morning, we'll be taking off, heading for our California farm tour, and looking forward to seeing the redwoods and wine country and dairy and olives and... Golden Gate well, maybe, Bridge, Alcatraz, 
Should be fun. Well, you don't want to be going to Alcatraz. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, we've, we're not going to go on the island. We're going to sail around it, but I have been on the island. I'll tell you, everybody should go see that. That's, that's quite a place. I can't imagine what it must have been like when there were prisoners there and it was going full speed ahead. Kids actually lived on that island right there with those prisoners. I mean, in segregated areas, of course, but uh, quite a thing to see, that's for sure. Just like going to the Stratford Sail Barn and seeing all the activities there. What happened yesterday? Uh, we better tell the folks about it, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. And this will be a summary from uh, yesterday, too, and the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the organic market. We sell those organic market cattle every Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. On the high-yielding organic cows uh, are selling from $1.22 to $1.35. Lower-yielding organic cows, one fifteen and below. On the conventional-type cows this week, high-yielding fleshy Holstein cows, they are selling from 77 to 91. Uh, most of the cows so far this week, 57 to 77, thinner cows, uh, plainer cows, 55 and below. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling from 86 to 98, lighter weight bulls, 82 and below. And uh, we'll sell most of our fed cattle uh, this morning, so we'll have an update on those tomorrow morning. Calf market so far this week, uh, very strong, especially on Monday. Good quality Holstein bull calves are selling from 100 up to top. A top on Monday at 245. Heifer calves, a little better demand this week, uh, mostly from 30 to 80. Beef calves, very strong again, 175 to 375. And we topped at 410 on Monday's auction. And like I said, we are at Wednesday. Get underway right away this morning. Uh, full marketing day here in Stratford, of course. All conventional type market cattle, including cull cows, uh, bulls, fed cattle, as I mentioned. Sheep, hogs, and goats also this morning. And uh, feeder cattle sales that will start today at uh, 12.30, and we have a good, good run of, of, of uh, beef feeder cattle. Also, for you folks in the Holstein line, we've got a nice quality uh, consignment of 50 started Holstein bull calves, so they're going to be off of milk, all ready to go for you, so those will be sold as part of the feeder sale today. So again, folks, if you got cattle that can sign any one of our sales, let us know, 715-687-4101, and uh, we'll be open up this morning. Uh, uh, there's always somebody there by 6.30, so give us a call if you got any questions. And, Bob, with that, we'll turn it back to you. So you're going to be in Wisconsin a couple more days here yet, huh? Oh, yeah, we'll hang around here for a couple more days. I I don't want to let uh, any grass grow under my feet, so we'll keep moving. And moving targets hard to hit. <laughs> well, is uh, I kind of missed the weather. Are we going to be in the line for that snow, or that's more no, cool south? No, I think that's going to be south. I think you're going to be safe over there. Although, uh, you know, this this is crazy snow this year. It's hard. It's uh, like cement curbs all over the place, the way it's been warming up and drizzling and snowing. It's uh, not good snow, but uh, they'll well, get like it down one there. The, like one of the neighbor kids told me, you know, at recess, they don't leave it out long enough to even build a snowman. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be kind of tough with the snow we've got, but uh, hopefully yeah. hopefully it'll be uh, something everybody can handle, but it uh, could be five inches. Toma, Sparta, Barroqua down south, So we'll, but that's not till later on. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Thank you. Enjoy the day. There he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland this morning. Board of Trade uh, yesterday on the board closed ahead of today's USDA February World Agriculture Supply and Demand estimates. They'll be out till 11, 1130 today. 
Overnight, March corn up two cents at six seventy six. The oats down a fraction three eighty four. The wheat up seven to eight cents for March at uh, seven fifty seven. March soybeans up a dime at fifteen twenty five this morning, and meal up four fifty a ton at four eighty five ninety. Country elevator prices. Northside elevator loyal location corns at six twenty six with soybeans at fourteen sixty. At the Arcadia location, corns at six thirty nine with soybeans at fourteen sixty two. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn is at 621 with beans at 1466. At Connersville, corn 621 and soybeans 1461. On the DTN screen, corn and golden plump today 647. At Baldwin, 631, beans 1457. Durand has corn at 626, beans 1451. Mondovia and Elmwood both have corn at 631. Soybeans at Mondovi, 1456, Elmwood 1461. Fall Creek, 617 on the corn, 1436 on the beans at Osseo, 636 and 1461. Corn at Elk Mound, 627, beans at 1462. Sparta corn, 621, beans 1451 at Ellsworth, 607 and 1408. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 642. Stanley, 631 to Richmond facility, 623. Barrel and block cheese, both down a cent and a half yesterday. Barrels, 158 and a half. Blocks, 183 and a half. Butter up a cent and a half at two thirty nine and a half. Looking at our class three prices, February down seven at seventeen seventy seven. March down a nickel seventeen forty one. April down seven at seventeen eighty three. May up a penny at eighteen twenty one, and June down a nickel at eighteen seventy. Prices unchanged out through December. And a quick check of our weather forecast brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. Over 70 new Jeeps available now and over 70 new Rams available as well. Right now, go to Chilson.com and check them all out. 43 partly cloudy today, 35 tomorrow. And again, looking at some snow tomorrow into Friday down the southern parts of the listening area, about where 90, 94 come together at uh, Toma, down in that area, Sparta south of that maybe five to seven inches so uh, be aware of that otherwise not too bad enjoy february you've been listening to the midwest farm report available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day brought to you in part by bluff country feed and seed and montovi and the chosen family of ram dealerships chippewa falls and kadok on demand content at waxradio.com